Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be strategies for self-defense, techniques to help with personal safety. Uh, this topic, uh, for many reasons, is uh, relevant today because of a changing society, I suppose, um, and I, forget, I figured it's a good time to cover it because I recently uh, taught a self-defense course to junior high school kids and their parents in collaboration with law enforcement. Um, and that particular uh, collaboration gave me uh, an understanding of what law enforcement uh, tends to teach uh, the general public in regards to uh, personal safety. And uh, given a myriad of reasons, I figured um, why not make a podcast about it and and um, you know, if it's able to help even one person, it's it's you know 100% worth it in my mind. Now, I will say, uh, self-defense and personal safety are very different from what I've been getting into lately in combat sports and specifically boxing. Right. So, in boxing, in in other contact sports, combat sports, I should say, the idea is to you know, earn points or get a submission or or knock somebody out. But when it comes to personal safety and self-defense, the idea is to get away. So the um, the pursuit and just the the mindset is very different when it comes to self-defense. Um, some of the techniques are very similar. In fact, um, I personally learned a number of techniques from self-defense, uh, from this particular self-defense course that I plan to employ um, in my, my you know, time in the ring as a boxer. Um, but, uh, but the idea in self-defense is to be able to get away, to escape, unlike what uh, the mindset would be in combat sports. So this podcast has to begin with the idea, of course, of getting away, right? So if you feel like the person that you're being attacked by, your attacker um, is stunned, is distracted, or whatever uh, the case might be, the goal here isn't to continue to attack your attacker, rather to run away as fast as you can while your attacker is, uh, is distracted or stunned. Um, so that's pr- the primary objective. Now, uh, what I was taught, um, if you were to take your uh, middle finger and run your middle finger down the side seam of your pants, right between your hip and your knee, about halfway down on the side of your leg, if you press down on it, you'll feel a nervy spot. So again, you uh, take your middle finger, bring it to your hip, ride down the seam of your pants, and right in the middle there, before you hit your knee, but in between your hip and your uh, and the side of your knee, you'll hit a pressure point. That is um, an area that I can tell you just based on. I should also mention the law enforcement uh, officers used me as an example because they were like, "Oh, just take the biggest guy in here and see if we can bring him down." And uh, spoiler alert, they they brought me down several times, and I was in a little bit of pain. I was surprised at how much pain I was in. Um, given the size of the law enforcement uh, uh, officers, they're they're very very small compared to me. Yet they they did a number on my body. So 
uh, it's clear that there's a there's a technical element to uh, to this self defense thing. So that's an area um, that uh, has a lot of nerves in it. It's very sensitive. So if you are under attack and if you're that close to your attacker, then what you would do is take the uh, the meatiest part of your knee or the or the the uh, the hardest part of your knee, I should say, and knee the person, knee your attacker in that sensitive spot or as close as you can get to that spot over and over and over again until your opponent or your attacker is stunned or distracted or in pain. And then what do you do? You run away. You always run away. <clears throat> That's one area that uh, was a point of focus, but that requires very, very close contact. And often you may not be in a position to, to do that particular move. So what we spent most of our time on uh, are scenarios on the forearm. So if you were to uh, turn your hand in such a way, obviously this is a podcast and not a video, otherwise I would show you. But if you were to turn your palm up and feel your forearm, there is a meaty part, a very sensitive part of that. That's a, quite a large area, in fact. It may not feel sensitive to you just rubbing on it, but if you were to hit it, it would hurt a lot. And please take it from me because it hurt me a lot. Um, and I'd like to think of myself as a tough guy. I might not be, but you know, I'd like to think of myself as one. Um, that's an area that is often going to be available for you to hit because an attacker will generally use their hands to try and get on you, whether it's to, to hold you down or to tie you up or to punch you, whatever it might be. That uh, forearm area will likely be exposed and you'll be able to, um, to sort of hit that area. Now what you do is you would take the underside of your fist, not the knuckle part, but the underside of your fist, and swing as hard as you can on your attacker's uh, uh, forearm, the inside of their forearm, which is a very, very sensitive area as I've just mentioned. Um, that's a good area to hit when it comes to uh, defending yourself. Um, you can also hit what's on the, the sort of the side of the forearm instead of uh, the top of the forearm. There's a meaty area there as well, um, right where the elbow connects which is a very sensitive area. And you're, if you're able to hit that part of the forearm, um, you'll be able to do some damage as well. Again, the idea here is to, um, you know, is, to, is to stun the attacker or distract the attacker just long enough for you to get away. Um, this is all assuming that you know, there's no firearm involved, there's no knife involved, there's, you know, um, if anybody asks you for, for asks you or tells you to give uh, uh, give them your wallet or uh, your cell phone, um, you do it because your life is uh, worth a whole lot more than whatever is in your wallet or however much your phone costs. Um, your your life is worth a whole lot more than that. So uh, the idea is to just to give them whatever it is that they want and run away. Um, but if you're not able to run away and your physical safety is in danger, then these are some areas that you can uh, focus on, um, and this will stun your opponent and uh, and certainly at, in, at minimum distract your attacker uh, long enough for you to get away and, and, and get help, run to a building. Um, another thing I was told is that don't yell help because uh, often children play 
Um, I'm also told that adults play by by yelling help. Instead, you should yell fire or I don't know you or something more detailed than help, um, which I was surprised at at that particular lesson. I had a follow-up question there um, to, to law enforcement as to why uh, why that was not a good idea. Um, and it's just because most people um, play around by yelling help when uh, in reality they might not. So it's not as responsive a sound as, uh, as others might be. Um, you know, in true empowering the opposition form, of course, um, uh, you may in certain circumstances feel like uh, you need to stay there. Uh, right now, I'm talking about um, instances where you'd um, distract or stun the attacker long enough so you can go get away. But um, there are circumstances where uh, law enforcement said that if you feel like that person, that attacker, could potentially be a threat to others um, in the area, and if you feel comfortable enough in your size, in, in your abilities, I suppose, then it may be uh, in your best interest to stun, distract, hit those pressure points that we talked about. But again, in empowering the opposition form, maybe you stay there and you use your weight to hold that attacker down um, and then you gather other people to help you hold that attacker down so this way that attacker cannot attack other people in that immediate um, vicinity. So there are certain circumstances where um, if you feel comfortable, and if you have any questions about it, then the answer is you do not feel comfortable and you should run away and yell as loudly as possible. Um, but in, in some ways, the idea is to minimize harm by doing something um, as seemingly crazy as staying there and using your weight to hold the attacker down and to gather a crowd together so this way um, the authorities can be called and the attacker doesn't have an opportunity to attack other people beyond just yourself. Um, very niche circumstance. Generally speaking, an attacker will not attack in public, which really just doesn't make sense. Why would an attacker attack you in public um, you know, in broad daylight, let's say, or in a crowded environment? It just wouldn't make much sense. Um, but they do happen. Um, and... Uh, you know, um, one of the uh, bits of advice was that you should always be uh, aware of your surroundings. Are you alone? And if you're not alone, then are there people around you that um, I suppose you would feel a certain sense of responsibility toward, in which case uh, you would make sure that you and them would find safety or, or, or be safe somehow. Um, at the end of the day, uh, as law enforcement mentioned, all these pressure points, um, all these uh, these areas that you can hit, run away and, and, and throw your cell phone to the other side or give them your wallet if they want it, um, uh, in the heat of the moment, you may not be thinking clearly and uh, you might be on that uh, fight or flight response. The goal here is just to have this in the back of your mind that this is an option for you because again, um, for a myriad of different reasons, which uh, you know we can cover on a different date, um, there are certain areas of society that are becoming more dangerous um, over uh, over time, and personal safety and self-defense is becoming a more relevant topic today than perhaps it has ever been. Um, which is sad for society, of course, but you know at the same time, um, it's important uh, to not 
just you know sit there and mope, but rather to be proactive in getting a good understanding of of how you can defend yourself. So. Um, my advice to you would be just to, if, if you're serious about self-defense and, and personal safety, maybe you take a quick two or three hour class. Um, many law enforcement organizations have these classes. Um, honestly, though, you're not going to remember all these lessons if you were ever put into the, into the situation. But if even if you remember one lesson, which is to hit that forearm and run away, it's a lesson that could potentially save your life. Um, and, you know, uh, again, in true empowering the opposition uh, format, there, you may make different decisions based on uh, the circumstances. If it's in a public environment, you may behave differently. If you're in, a, in an environment where you're responsible for the safety of others, you may respond differently than uh, how you would if you're only responsible for your own safety at that time. So there's a lot of nuance here, but the goal, of course, is to make sure that you and uh, the people around you are always safe uh, from a, I guess, a growing world of danger. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. <laughs>